right, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to start there. Genesis chapter 1 and verse uh, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then he said, let him have dominion. And then verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And I I'd not really had noticed this, but um, how many saw the podcast on Wednesday on temptation? Did that help you? Amen. And we talked a little bit about how the soul, that word has the gender feminine attached to it in the original language, and that the word spirit has the masculine gender attached to it. So when you begin to read this verse, it says that God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. And when you look up those two words, they both literally mean resemblance. But it's very interesting because the word image has the masculine noun, and the word likeness has the feminine noun. And so God is saying, I am creating man or mankind in my image, but I am making the distinction between them. And then it says, so God created he them, male and female. But when God made man, he created them to some degree with a feminine gender because we are the bride or the wife of Christ. It's like I hear God saying this church is an ark. And the Lord says, I have brought you into this ark for such a time as this. And the Lord says that, oh, yeah, by Sunday, that spirits that would have touched you cannot touch you because you are safe within the house of the Lord. God says that when I look at you and these people, you make my heart rejoice for this hour. And the Lord says, I gave a clarion call and many did not answer. But the Lord says, because you have answered and you came, that I am forging you into a tremendous army of men and women. And even the Lord says that there will be a side blessing of finance begin to come upon so many in this house. And God says that I have broke the spirit of debt off of this house. And the Lord says, hallelujah, that this house, that even as years ago when Spokane was known as the healthiest city in the United States, people will look at this church and say, there's nobody dying. There's nobody sick. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We've taken authority over that. Can I tell you that in the 
10 years or 12 years that we pastored before we ever became Regeneration Church. I, in all of those years, never preached one funeral than anybody I pastored. Except for one young man that had came and he was already dying of cancer when he came. We have authority. Hallelujah. There is a hedge of protection around you by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. God made man to be like God, to look like God. When God made Adam and Eve, even though they were not eternal beings in the body that they were in, they would have never died because there was no sin in the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says, when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and only sin can bring forth death. And because there was no sin, there could be no death. And if there was no death, then Adam and Eve could not die. And so when God created them, he created them to live forever in the holy abode of God Almighty. And what a joy it had to be for the father, all for the first time to walk with a, a couple that had choice that they could choose to be with God. And I think that there were probably times when Adam would look at Eve and say, that's the Lord. Let's go be with him. And God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. The scripture says that when God created them, that he breathed into them the breath of God. The moment he breathed into them the ruah of God, man became alive. And when he became alive, God looked at him and he said, take dominion. Take dominion. What has been robbed from believers in this hour, it's not that we're not going to heaven. It's that Christians don't take dominion over spirits. Hallelujah. You have the right to take dominion over any harassing spirit that comes against you. And it's not you that's doing it, but it's the Holy Ghost in you. You are just the voice of God. But when you say in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you, devil, you're going to leave my children. You're going to leave my marriage. You're going to leave my house. You're going to leave my job, my finances. That spirit has to bow down to you. You have authority. When Adam walked through the garden, I imagine angels looked at him and said, he looks like God. He talks like God. He acts like God. Why? Because God made him in his image and in his likeness. And it, the father loves to have the children that look like them. And yet when we get over to the book of Psalms, 
Chapter 135, it says, verse 15, the idols of the heathen are silver and gold. They're the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. This is really key. Neither is there any breath in their mouth. So the Lord said that men got to a place to where they begin to make them gods, idols. For Israel, I, I still can't wrap my mind around that Jehoshaphat, or I think it was Jeroboam did it. We know that Aaron did it. That you've seen God do these great things and then they just form something out of out of gold or silver and they shape it and they look at it and say this is my God but when they get sick that God isn't going to help them when they're in need that God isn't going to show up what makes difference for me and you uh, is when I am in trouble, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That when the enemy came in like a flood, I didn't have to lean on something that I had man-made, but I know my God liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. I don't know where he came from. I don't know the beginning of God. All I know is this, before there was time, he was and when there is no time he shall be and there is nothing that you cannot come to God with and say God I need help and God speaks life yet the end of this passage is very profound because he says neither is there any breath in their mouths Verse 18, he says, they that make them are like them, and so is everyone who trusts in them. Whatever you look to for life, you become like. This is why people who, this is why God said, it's very difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Because his riches has become his idol. And so he trusts in them. But the Lord said, they don't know, but they're putting their riches in bags that have holes in them. They're dropping it in the top and they can't see it dribbling out of the bottom. This is why tithing is so important. You never hear me talk about tithing. I probably should teach on it, but I think most of you tithe. And generally, if you got to really tell people you need to start tithing, they probably ain't going to do it anyway. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. But for years, my wife and I believed that God's word is true. But... 
you know, I live in a nice home and I'm pretty much debt free now, but I can tell you, of course, I'm next week. Oh, well, I shouldn't say I'm close to being 68. But most of my life, I didn't live as blessed, but I always tithed. I never had my house repossessed. I never lost stuff. My kids went to Christian school. To this day, I don't know how we paid the bills. It's because we trusted in God. And who you trust in is who you become like. So what's happened in the United States is we have replaced Jesus with man-made idols. And when we replace Jesus with man-made idols that man created, so instead of, you know, I was, I was walking by, uh, we have a little Alexa screen in our house, and as I was walking, I just happened to glance down, and it said, uh, gun manufacturer under scrutiny after Texas massacre. Of course, we know it was a horrible tragedy. Something like 14 children were killed. But I'm wondering, so when a semi hits two cars and kills 19 people, do you go after the people that make semi-trucks? How about Krispy Kreme, all the people that die from obesity from Krispy Kreme? Or how about all the people that get killed by a hammer in an attack of rage? Or knives? America made education a God. And that God got in the church until we felt like Education was the key to church growth. It's not. It is the presence of the Lord. The presence of God is what makes a difference. And when you go back, there's a scripture that says, be ye not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And then you go back to the book of Acts, and it says uh, that when the Holy Ghost was poured out and the Spirit of God filled that room, uh, that all of a sudden these men and women looked like they were drunk. And the unbelievers said these men are drunk. And Peter said they're not drunk with wine as he supposed. They were drunk on the presence of the Lord. Whenever the presence of God, and we've not seen it in this generation, but I'm telling you by the Spirit, there is a wave of the presence of God that is coming forth. It's building up out there, and it's coming as a tsunami. And when it hits the house of God, we are going to stagger under the glory and the presence of the Lord. And they'll say, what is it? And we will say, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Jesus. Whatever is your God is who you better hope can deliver you when you're in trouble. This is why suicide's at an all-time high, because people begin to hear things that they don't know how to fix, and all of a sudden, you know, the car dealership they own has no answers. 
The success they've had in life has no answers. But you become like what you trust in. Anything that doesn't have the breath of God in it can't hear and can't see in the Spirit. This is why the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. When I go into prayer times, I say, Okay, Holy Ghost, let me hear. And I, I truly believe this. I think God's talking all the time. I think the Holy Trinity is conversing amongst themselves all the time. And I, I've been asking the Lord, I said, bring me to a place where I can eavesdrop on what the Spirit, hallelujah, is saying unto the church. That's what anointing is. That's what the prophetic is. It's where we begin to hear what God is saying unto the church. Oh, I feel the Spirit of the Lord. There is a... You know, for a long time, Pastor Harry and I have been talking about this. If you, if you do any in-depth study about the coronavirus and all the stuff that's happening and you look at the gas prices and, and all of this stuff, they call it the Great Reset. And there's, there's a real push. And in 2020, uh, it was brought up very, it was brought up quickly. Nancy Pelosi brought it on the floor. And there was so much opposition, it was just removed very quickly from the news. It was called digital currency. And there is this push to reset. Why? Because America chose God. And because America chose God, the blessing of God is on the United States of America. Everybody wants to come to the United States. We don't have any fences keeping people from leaving. We just have, well, we should be having fences from keep them from coming in. I want them to come in, but you can't come in the right way. My point is this. Because America made Jesus their Lord. The devil hates freedom. When you listen to Jesus' declaration, when he is speaking, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me. And I was thinking the other day, I was saying, Lord, what's the harvest look like? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, it is setting the captives free. It is healing the brokenhearted. It is preaching the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. It is doing all of those things. That's the harvest. And hell... The enemy, the first thing it does when it comes after a human being is to bring them into bondage. He brings you into bondage through addiction, through unforgiveness, through racism. It can be through financial difficulties. It can be through depression, but he wants to strip you of your freedom. And hell hates the United States of America because we have lived in great freedom. And the problem is, the enemy knows that when the world looks at a nation that made the Lord Jesus Christ their God, we are an example, as Israel was in the Old Testament, that when you put God first, you're blessed beyond measure. Go into our grocery stores and look at how blessed we are. Walk through our malls and see how blessed we are. Are. Look at our homes and see how blessed we are. Look at our hospitals and see how blessed we are. Why? Because we chose to make Jesus our God. 
so the great reset that the enemy is trying to prematurely put upon the earth and upon the United States is to strip us of our freedom. We saw, we tasted of that a little bit for two years. Couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't get into a restaurant. You couldn't go on a cruise. It was difficult to fly. People were losing their jobs. I forget, it seemed like they said, it was like 40% of small businesses went out of business that will never recover. It was a push to do away with the freedom. Because the enemy is trying to do a reset. But I can tell you the biggest push that the enemy has is in the book of Romans. Verse 23, and they changed, chapter 1, the glory of the uncorruptible God. You know what that means? Corruption means something that deteriorates. That's why Jesus prophesied, or in Psalms, it's prophesied of Jesus. He said, for thou will not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Because a human body begins, after it dies on the fourth day, it begins to decompose. So Jesus had to come out of the grave on the third day so prophecy could be fulfilled. That rot never touched the body of Jesus. And that corruption could not touch him. Why? Because he is an incorruptible God. So it says, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into, and it's interesting to use the same word, into an image. Made like to corruptible man, to birds, to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. They took God Almighty, who cannot be contained in a statue or gold or silver, and they changed God into natural things. Some cultures worship cows. You go over to some cultures, they're starving to death, and there's thousands of cows walking around. But they truly believe it's their grandmother, their uncle, their aunt, whatever, so they won't eat them. But it shows you how the enemy gets in the minds of people. So they change the image of God. You go back to Genesis, remember, we are the image of God. When the world looks at us, they should see Jesus. And so when they changed God, the incorruptible image of God, into natural things, it says, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, 
And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly. unseemly. Whenever you let idolatry get loose in a nation, the ultimate end goal of that is to change the image that God made you and I in into perversion. And I, till there is no breath in my body, will tell you that men are not born gay. Impossible. Because man was made in the image of God, and God is not sexual. In him there is neither male nor female. When God looks at us, he made man and woman for the reason of procreation to continue mankind. But when you and I die and go to heaven, we are like angels that neither marry nor given in marriage because there is no need for procreation because there is no longer death in the eternal kingdom of God. So humanity does not die out. But whenever homosexuality gets all foothold in a nation, then the enemy gets a hold of that nation and turns it upside down. This is why you are seeing what you are seeing right now in the United States of America is because we change God from the image of righteousness into ungodliness into man-made things and God said, fine, I'll turn you over to that which is unseemly. Now, I'm not, attack, I'm, not, I'm not attacking the individual. You need to hear me in that. I'm attacking the spirit. My heart goes out to the homosexuals. And I can also tell you this, you're going to go to hell just as fast for unforgiveness as being gay. But I'll also tell you this, that unforgiveness will not destroy a nation but homosexuality will. And when we quit serving the Creator, and now it's just go to the church of your choice. You don't get to choose. You have to go where God sends you. Or, well, you know, I just get on the lake and fish on Sundays because... The nature is my God. That don't work. Sorry. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the, living, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means instead of hooking up into your boat trailer, you hook up to your rig and you drive to church. And you sit in the house of God and you worship and you press in. Why? Because you are making a living sacrifice unto the Spirit of the Lord. So... They've got this thing called Great Reset. And I will tell you this, what destroyed the Egyptian culture, the Greek culture, and the Roman culture was homosexuality, not an enemy. They deteriorated from within. 
And so you say, well, you're just picking on the gay spirit. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what the enemy is trying to do in this hour. And God gives us an out. But with there being a great reset by the enemy, there is also right now a great reset in the Holy Ghost that is at the same time being released in the atmosphere. And for years in America, if you were Pentecostal, you were considered second class, or you were kind of considered, well, you know, they're a little fanatical, and, you know, we like a little bit more educated and a little bit less passion, and we don't want Brother Kim preaching, but we want somebody with a PhD because they don't preach about sin. And so the America was going to hell in a handbasket, and all of a sudden, God has done a reset in the Holy Ghost. And when they said you couldn't build a church on the presence of the Lord, I beg you different. Look around you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and repent and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. You are blessed today. You are anointed today. The favor of God is upon you. God is on your side. If God be for us, nobody can be against us. There is nothing being pushed harder right now in the United States than the gay issue. Adam and Eve did not come into existence confused. They didn't look at each other and go, are you the man? Or am I the man? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the man. Or today I'm the man, you're the man. That didn't happen. They knew because God put it in them. Anybody with a brain knows that you're either a man or you're a woman. But the enemy attacks the very foundations. And the problem is the enemy waited until he had a generation of young people in the United States that were at working age, that had not been raised around the presence of the Lord, that bought into the liberal issues, that had been raised up on violent videos and movies, and they had parents that were lukewarm, that were drunk on prosperity, and all of a sudden we got a generation of 25 to 40-year-olds that are voting for everything that doesn't make sense because they don't have the wisdom of God in them to understand the things of the Lord. So now you're seeing it pushed everywhere. I like to watch a show called Alone on History Channel. And it's these, you know, guys that go out in survival and they just got a knife and a sleeping bag and they have to last forever. And uh, I just like watching and see how they do it. But in the commercial, History Channel came on and said, we just want to salute Gay Pride Week. And we want to acknowledge the forerunners and the trailblazers. And they begin to talk about it. It's Happy Gay Pride Week. And I'm thinking, my God, what is wrong with you? You got Disney pushing their thing. You got Calvin Klein with ads that are showing a pregnant man. Google it. What is it? We change the image of God 
into prosperity. We went to too many conferences because everybody wanted a word and we were looking for fortune tellers to tell us, thus saith the Lord, God loves you and your dreams are going to come true in 90 days you're going to be a millionaire and all of this. And we ran from house to house, but we could not endure sound teaching. And we changed the truth of God into a lie until God loosed that thing. But I heard in the spirit and prayer today, the Lord said there is a reset taking place. And the Lord said that one of the first realms that I'm going to touch is the homosexual community because I love them. They're made in my image and in my likeness. And I'm going to raise them up in such an hour as this. Can I tell Though the enemy may rage and imagine a vain thing, God said, I am just getting warmed up. I am just getting started and releasing the glory and the power of God. There always is a change. They can change the things of God into that. But 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. See, the wife of God doesn't change. There's no confusion. You remember in the Old Testament, Moses knows he's a deliverer. His mama had to have told him. And he was, you know, raised the first few months as, and she was his nurse. It was a divine appointment. <clears throat> when he's 40 years old, you know, he thinks I'm going to deliver the, from the Egyptians and it goes wrong. And for 40 years, he's, he's in the backside of the desert. But when he first went into the desert, after, when he's 40 years old, you are like what you associate with. Moses was a Jew, but the daughters, uh, I think it was of Jethro and Midian came to their dad and they said, he said, you know, how'd you get here so early? It takes you longer to water the, 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 the livestock. They said, an Egyptian helped us. He wasn't an Egyptian, but he looked like one. He talked like one. Because who you hang out with is who identity and image you take on. <clears throat> but God said, I didn't make you an Egyptian. I made you deliverer from the Egyptians. And so there had to be a change, a reset. And God, after 40 years, did a reset with a burning bush experience. And after the burning bush experience, the Lord took Moses, who used to look like an Egyptian, but he don't anymore. Hallelujah. And when he comes back to the house of Pharaoh, they don't say, oh, look, an Egyptian. They said, Moses, hallelujah, is in the house. Oh, I declare by the word of the Lord that there is a burning bush experience going on in the Holy Ghost right now. And you and I are being changed from glory to glory in the spirit of the Lord. You can never be a deliverer until you look like Jesus. And because the church has got so filled with pride, we wanted the world to like us. 
So, you know, everybody became a counselor and everybody became a <clears throat> using psychology and, and all of this stuff. Demons love that. Now, I, I, I believe in Christian counseling. It's a, I, I think it's wonderful. I've seen it help a lot of people in grief and in, in troubled marriages and all of those things. But you can't counsel a demon. You have to command it. In the name of the Lord. Man, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. There's something being pounded by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, there's another reset keeping place because, and I think it's in 1 Corinthians, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall all be changed. In the moment, <clears throat> in the twinkling of an eye. This is what we're seeing in this hour. I'm telling you, we could be in a service just like this, and in the next five minutes, there could be such a divine visitation of God that we are forever changed, that when we walk out of here, we are totally forever changed than when we walked in. Why? Because everything God's doing right now, it's suddenly. He's not just gradually doing things. There is a suddenly taking place by the Spirit of the Lord. One moment you're here, the next moment you're there. One moment Elijah's here, the next moment he's translated and he's on the streets of glory. One moment you're fighting hell and the next moment hell is defeated and you're walking in great victory by the Spirit of the Lord. The enemy cannot win. You need to get that in your spirit. The enemy cannot win. The church will not die. We will not lose. Save the Lord. Hallelujah. May the Spirit of God get inside of your soul. May you begin to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God is rejuvenating and changing by the power of the Lord. Say, how do you know, Pastor? For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, change. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we will not serve sin. No wonder God said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That wasn't put in there just so you could shout a little bit. That was a declaration that there is no power, no demon, no devil that is a match for the inherent glory and power that is in you when you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. For all of these evil men that the enemy is manipulating in this nation. Yesterday, when God began to prophesy, and you've heard me say it here recently, because I heard the Lord tell me, he said, I'm going to loose a death angel in the earth. 
And this morning I was in prayer and I was reflecting on that because I realized it was a very strong word. I, I really, I know, I'm not just slinging stuff out when I prophesy. I'm hearing what the Lord has to say and I understand the impact of it. The Lord spoke to me, he said, and it's the same angel that I loosed in Egypt. Man, I feel the sovereignty of the Lord. They ain't going to be voted out. They're going to be removed out. This is why God meets me and you to understand that when he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I got news for you. November elections have nothing to do with what God wants to do. Even if there's a change, it is not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. That word might means efficiency, wealth, riches, or talent. God said it's not by your efficiency, your wealth, your talent. It also means an army. He said it is by the Holy Ghost and only by the Holy Ghost power. Oh, may God loosen regeneration, Nashville, an outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. May there be a roar of the line of Judah that gets up inside of your spirit and declares if God be for us, nobody can be against us. So it doesn't matter if there's a reset. Because God's reset counts as out there reset. I remember several years ago, the Lord began speaking, said prophetically, he said, I'm getting ready to reach into Hollywood and take one of their biggest voices and make them a voice for the house of the Lord. And then Mel Gibson made the passion. And it become one of the biggest films ever. I think, Dana, you had a song that almost got on that, right? You wrote something on it. But God can do anything he wants. We have become so small-minded. We have put God in such a box. I mean, God's amazing. I mean, you know, here Elijah, he's getting ready to go to Jordan and cross over, and he just walks up there, and Elisha stands beside him. He just takes his mantle and just hits the water. The Bible says they just parted. They walked off through dry ground. But what really stood out to me is after Elijah went up, here comes Elijah back. He needs to get back across. He just said, where's the God of Elijah? Takes the mantle, hits the waters. We, we forget how impacting this is. This, a natural man hits water with a rag and a river parts. And we're thinking, God, oh, just, just, can you just help me? And the Lord says, I helped you at Calvary. Use your authority. Rise up in the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why God will back you up. That's why he will give you authority. He will give you power. Now, for every harassing spirit in this building that's coming against each and every one of you, 
whatever it is. As your pastor, I take authority over it in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, whatever I bind, God will bind. And whatever I loose, God will loose. And because you've submitted yourself to me as your pastor, I have the God-given right to loose you in the power of the Holy Ghost. I bind every spirit of Alzheimer's off of every senior saint in this building and all of our online members in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, you foul demon, and I send you straight to hell that you will not rob God's people of their faculties and of their senses. In the name of the Lord, hallelujah, I call your children in in the name of Jesus. I don't care where they are, in prison or hooked on drugs. It doesn't matter if they're an atheist. I call them in in the name of the Lord by the power of the Holy Ghost. May God begin to loosen your spirit today some holy anger that will make you rise up in the spirit and say enough is enough. Today I take back what the enemy has stolen from me by the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand with me. I read to you in Psalms about idols because the last verse says, and those who trust in them become like them. Well, if that's true, and we're made in the likeness of God, and we trust in God, then we're like God. And I've read the Scripture, it says, for with God... Nothing shall be impossible. It doesn't matter how insurmountable it looks for you right now. If you will trust the Lord, God will come through. Terry, he will come through. Hallelujah. Vicky, he will come through. That's God. Thomas, I love you. He's faithful, isn't he? You have an awesome God. I love the verse in closing. It says, for the people who know their God. That's a relationship word. It means that you're intimate with him. Shall be strong and do exploits. You look that up, it means incredible things. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.